0: 40 plus 20 plus 16 plus... Oh, hey there. I was just trying to balance out my schedule for the week. (laughs) Kind of nerdy, I know, but I'm a busy woman, so it's got to happen. Hey, maybe I should explain what I mean because probably not everyone has done this. Every week, we've all got a certain number of hours to work with. 168 to be exact, and we've all got a lot to do. I mean, personally, I'm running a business, managing a household, mothering my three kids, homeschooling two of them, trying to make it to the gym at least a few times each week, and trying to maintain something of a social life. It's a lot. So sometimes, not every week, mind you, but just sometimes, like when I feel like there aren't enough hours in a day, sometimes I sit down with a pen, paper, and calculator and do the math like the nerd I am. 8 hours a night times 7 days is 56 hours for sleeping. And then 168 minus that 56 equals 112 hours left over for everything else. Okay, if I work for, say, 5 hours a day, that's 25 hours of work each week. Then I have to leave time for cooking and eating. Let's say 3 hours a day times 7 days. That equals 21 hours. And I need to make sure I spend plenty of time with my kids. Let's see. I'll be with them at breakfast and lunch, but later each day, I should make sure I spend at least two focused hours with them, plus a bit more on the weekends. Two times five equals ten, plus five more equals fifteen. And so it goes. Now, if you're not quite as nerdy as me, then maybe you can't exactly relate, because maybe you've never tried to balance your weekly schedule like this. But I'm betting you have done something really similar. More likely than not, at some point, you have tried to balance your budget. Maybe you balance your budget every month, or maybe just when things get tight and the dollars aren't quite stretching far enough. But either way, you have experience with this kind of math. You've gotten real about what your monthly income is, added up your expenses, crunched the numbers, and faced the truth of reality. Why'd you do this? Because math don't lie. The numbers exposed the reality of whether you could actually afford your current lifestyle. They exposed the truth of your financial situation, and they showed you if maybe you needed to make a few changes. Of course, even looking at the math, you didn't have to make changes. You could have kept charging forward, spending whatever you felt like, ignoring the reality of your bank account. But you didn't want to do that because you didn't want the consequences of what you'd have to face. Debt, a lot of stress, and eventually a collections agency. It was actually more comfortable to live within your means and enjoy what you actually had. Well, time is kind of the same, except it's not a very indulgent creditor. It won't let you work yourself into huge amounts of debt. But that doesn't mean you can't be a bit over budget. When we commit to too many activities, take on too many responsibilities, or simply spend our time inefficiently, we can quickly use up the hours of each week. Often, far before we accomplish everything we want, or need to. When we commit to too many activities, take on too many responsibilities, or simply spend our time inefficiently, we can quickly use up the hours of each week, often far before we have accomplished everything we want or need to. The result? We end up feeling overworked, short on sleep, and stressed. Stressed in all caps. Sound like anyone you know? And no, I'm not pointing a finger. I'm betting it sounds like a lot of people you know. Quite frankly, I'd say it sounds like most people I know who work, whether they're entrepreneurs or they work nine to five jobs. And why is that? Well, there are a few reasons. First of all, this modern world is a busy, connected place. Back in Little House on the Prairie days, when the nearest neighbor was two days ride away, it was more difficult to overcommit yourself. Sure, you might take on too big of a quilting project or plant more corn than you could harvest, but, well, it just wasn't the same. Today, we can't leave our doorstep or even turn off our alarm without bumping into other people, either in the physical world or in the digital And on the one hand, this is wonderful. Relationships are a big part of living a rich life, and connections create opportunities like nothing else can. Okay, and the second reason why most of us are a bit over-budget on our schedules is because we've all collectively decided, or at least accepted, that 40 hours is a typical, normal, acceptable work week, that anything else is a little bit strange. Sure, 35 hours a week is just a nice, easy, comfy job, and 45 or 50 is pretty common, but much less, and you're clearly slacking. And much more, and you're definitely a workaholic. But what if this one-size-fits-all approach doesn't work for all, or even most? It actually seems pretty unlikely that it would, given the diverse living situations, lifestyles, and goals of each family and individual. Why would we expect 40 hours a week to work for everyone? The reality is that in this modern, busy world with so many responsibilities, connections, and opportunities, spending 40 hours a week earning a living often overbalances the budget. If you're a parent, spouse, committed to your physical health, or even just trying to maintain a lively social life, you're going to have a tough time doing that and the chores working a regular 40-hour schedule. Now, if you work a 9-to-5 as an employee, then right now you might not have a lot of say in your schedule. But since you're listening to this show, I'm betting you're an entrepreneur or business owner, or at least you're considering becoming one. And by the way, if that's not you and you have no idea what the show is about, but you can relate to the struggle I'm talking about, well, you might just want to keep on listening. You might get some ideas for some things you'd like to change. Okay, back to what I was saying. If you do happen to be your own boss, then right now you have at least some degree of control over your schedule and your working hours. You might not feel like you have a lot of options because after all, customers have to be served, emails have to be answered, social media has to be kept up to date, and bills have to be paid. But ultimately, you do have control. Nobody's going to fire you if you figure out how to do your entire to-do list in half the time. And really, that's exactly what the show is about. Getting it all done in way less time. Actually, that's not quite right. This show is about accomplishing more in way less time. What's your gut reaction when you hear me say that? Feel like it's not possible or maybe sounds too good to be true? Well, let me show you a tiny example that illustrates how this math works out. Consider the cashier at your local grocery store. How much do they earn for every hour they work? Maybe around $12? Maybe more, maybe less. The exact number isn't important. Now consider the manager at your bank. How much do they earn? Harder to say, but probably over $50 an hour. Now, the cashier might work fewer hours than the bank manager, but that's not the point here. The point is that for every hour the bank manager works, he earns more than four times as much as the cashier. Why? Quite simply, because time doesn't have a fixed ratio to production or income. Consider, as another example, Sarah Blakely, the billionaire founder of Spanx. Now, Sarah definitely put in her hours pounding the pavement, peddling Spanx from store to store for years to build the brand. And to this day, she's a hardworking lady. But if today Sarah decided she wanted to just take the week off and she spent all 168 hours curled up in bed, eating bonbons and binge watching her favorite TV series, how much money do you think Sarah would earn? Even without lifting a finger, Spanx would continue to fly off department shelves and dollars would continue to fly into her company's assets. Sarah would be growing richer by the hour, even without putting a pair of Spanx on. The math seems a little weird. How can one person be clocking hours for $12 each while another earns 50 and another can bring in hundreds of thousands while just sitting on her assets? The math isn't wrong, though, and these situations don't defy math. They just aren't straight addition. Nope. This is a lot more like one of those complicated algebraic word problems that you and I have long ago forgotten how to solve. Here's the basic idea though. Time and effort can be spent now for immediate cash out. You pass go, you collect $200 sort of thing. Or they can be invested, like when you buy Park Place and Boardwalk and build a hotel on each. Chances are you might be only a few hundred dollars away from broke, but everyone else at the table is quaking because they know that you're about to rake it in and they're about to be screwed. Said another way, you can start working at the grocery store today and start immediately earning 12 bucks an hour. Or you can invest $100,000, go to college for six plus years, get your master's in finance, and eventually land that $50 an hour bank manager position. Or you can be smart like Sarah Blakely and invest that time, money, and energy into building a business of your own that a few years from now can be pulling in many thousands of dollars per week whether you show up for work or not. Now, it might sound like I'm trying to make an argument for entrepreneurship here, but actually, that's not my point. That would be a waste of time because we both know that you're already sold and probably have already invested a bit as well. So no, this isn't an argument for entrepreneurship, more like an argument for a little bit of good, old-fashioned, delayed gratification. Too many entrepreneurs run their businesses like that impatient teenage cashier down at the grocery store, the one who just wants to make a buck so he can strike out on his own and move out of his parents' house. When really, we can create way bigger, better results for ourselves if we approach things a little bit more like the bank manager did. Sure, he had to wait for his paychecks, but when they came, they were a lot bigger. He had to suck it up and deal with the homework, missing out on some social activities, maybe working a part-time job, and likely living with his parents for at least part of the time. But eventually, his investment paid off. Now, let me just interject here to point out that the bank manager's investment didn't pay particularly amazing dividends. He had to invest six years of his life and over $100,000 just so he could get a demanding, time-consuming job. But this is an analogy, and analogies only necessarily serve to accurately make a single specific point. I'm not recommending that you necessarily need to go to school or get a part-time job, and you probably don't need to live with your parents. In this case, the point is the banker was able to earn more money per hour because he made an initial investment of time and money. And that is a principle we can all apply to building our businesses. What can we work on today that will enable our businesses to generate more profit long term? What can we do that will set our businesses up to be able to continue serving customers whether we're in the office or not? What should we prioritize to maximize our business's growth? This show is designed to answer those questions. In every episode, I'll be sharing with you the practical strategic tactics that I've used in the past and I'm continuing to use today to build a self-sustaining, highly profitable online business a business that consistently produces a comfortable living for my family, a business I enjoy running, a business that provides flexibility and freedom, and a business that ultimately I really enjoy running. This podcast is about getting the most out of every hour you work so that you can work less and earn more, and ultimately so that you can finally balance your time budget and be able to afford the time to prioritize what's truly important to you. Five years ago, I was running a different business than I run today, but I wasn't running it very well. Our operations weren't efficient, I didn't have a strategic plan for growing the company, and our profit margins were low. I was working about 40 hours a week and earning less than $15,000 a year. Over time, and with a lot of study and practice and work, we increased those profits to around $100,000 a year, and I was still working the same number of hours per week. This is when I first started to realize that it was possible to earn more with every hour that I worked. Fast forward a bit, and I started a blog. Of course, at first, the blog didn't make any money, even though I was certainly putting in the hours. Again, this is just another example of time not necessarily producing any consistent rate of dollars per hour. Now today, just over three years in, we're on target to hit half a million dollars in revenue. Next year, we expect to reach a million. But am I working 10 times as hard? Nope. Am I working 10 times as many hours? Again, no. In fact, these days, I only work about 20 hours a week. So what changed? How I spend my time. That's what changed. As I built the blog, business, and eventually the YouTube channel as well, I tried a lot of different things. Of course, some of them worked and others didn't. Some of them earned me $0 an hour. Others earned me $20 an hour. And some earned over $1,000 an hour. And let me just tell you, it is the best feeling when you realize that the small thing you just did is going to earn you literally thousands of dollars over the coming weeks. Well, as you would assume, as the business grew and I saw what was working, I focused more and more on those things that earned the most. It was all quite a learning experience. This is what I call working smarter, not just harder. Now, if you hear me say that, I'm never talking about slacking off or being lazy, but rather about being strategic about how we spend our time. Different activities produce different results, and we shouldn't ignore that fact. Over the coming months, I'll bring you a new episode of the Work Less, Earn More podcast each and every Monday morning. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or any other podcast app you enjoy. You can also stream the show on gillianperkins.com. Now, I know you're busy and you don't have the extra time to add one more thing, like this podcast, onto your plate, but learning is an important part of that investment in the future that we were talking about earlier. It's just like that common story where purportedly Abraham Lincoln said that if given six hours to chop down a tree, he'd spend the first four hours sharpening his axe. This podcast is one way you can sharpen your axe. So with that in mind, here are a few thoughts on how you can fit it into your schedule. First, I'm going to keep each episode pretty short, 20 to 30 minutes most weeks. Occasionally, when I have a guest, we might go a little longer, but generally pretty short. But second of all, not too short, because the beauty of listening to podcasts is that they're hands off. You can work on other things while you listen, or drive, or take a walk, or soak at the bath. But if the episodes are too short, then you don't get that benefit, because you always have to be grabbing your phone and switching things around and choosing a different episode, etc. So like I said, 20 to 30 minutes each episode. And finally, here are a few suggestions on when to listen to the show. Now, personally, I love pairing boring work with listening to podcasts. I used to hate exercising. I finally realized that I actually just found it boring, and that was what I hated. Listening to podcasts while I work out completely changed that. I also love listening to podcasts while I do admin work, like paying bills, or while I do chores. Washing the dishes isn't very mentally stimulating, but podcasts help a lot. Somehow, I'm guessing that however busy your life may be, you probably have some boring things you have to do each week. Chores, driving, exercising, etc. Make listening to work less, earn more part of your routine so that you can get more out of that time, enjoy it more, and learn something valuable in the process. Now, before I wrap this episode up, there are just a few more things to address. First, a couple questions. Does work less earn more mean that you'll automatically earn more if you work less? Nope. That's not how the math works. That grocery cashier is still going to earn $12 an hour whether he works four hours a week or 40, and he'll earn way less overall if he works fewer hours. In order to earn more with each hour we work, we have to get strategic. Lots more on that in future episodes. Okay. Next question. Should everyone strive to run their business in 20 hours a week? Again, no, I don't see any reason why. Personally, this number is great for me. I'm a mom and I have a lot of other responsibilities as well. So spending 20 hours working each week is an amount of work that allows me to balance out my time budget and stay sane. But other people in other circumstances, like people without kids or without spouses or with super fast metabolisms, etc., might have a lot more free time available and might want to devote that time to their businesses. That's a okay. So long as they aren't overworking themselves to the point of burnout, exhaustion, or just plain old boredom, they'll be able to use the same strategic tactics I use in my business to accomplish even more. Okay, and the third and final thing that I wanted to address is just something to look forward to in some of the future episodes. Each month, I'm going to be sharing an income report with you so that you can see behind the scenes and find out exactly how well these time-saving, profit-maximizing tactics are working. I'll be sharing all the numbers of exactly how much my business earns, as well as a detailed report of how many hours I worked and how I spent my time. I'll also offer an analysis of which tasks and projects really proved to be the most profitable. To wrap this episode up, here's something you can do to take action on what you learned. As you're going through your week, think about how you're spending your time. Are your activities really in alignment with your priorities? And are they really the most expedient way to reach your goals? Well, that's all for now. But here's to each of us being more intentional and more strategic about how we use our time. To make sure you get free access to the upcoming episodes of Work Less, Earn More on your favorite device, just click subscribe in your podcast app. And if you're an Apple podcast user, then be sure to let me know you're listening by leaving a rating and review. And finally, share Work Less, Earn More with an overworked entrepreneur you know who could use a change of pace.